Welcome, in the name of Christ. God's grace, mercy and peace be with you. And also with you. I'm delighted on this fourth Sunday of Lent to join you from Gloucester Cathedral, the mother church of this diocese, because today it's Mothering Sunday, a day not only when we give thanks for the mother church, local and worldwide, but also the day when we focus on mothering and nurturing, most supremely seen in God. It's appropriate that this day comes at this point in Lent, because it's a day when we hold together both celebration and pain, as we continue our journey towards the pain of Good Friday and the joy of Easter Day. Mothering Sunday is one of those days when we remember that crucifixion and resurrection dwell together. For many people, today is a day of smiles and joy as we give thanks for all the mothers we celebrate and all those who celebrate their motherhood. It's a day of giving thanks for all those who have nurtured us in the past and those who nurture us in the present. And we celebrate all those who we have the privilege of nurturing in many different ways, whether children or adults, perhaps particularly at the moment. Yet for many people, it's also a day of tears and pain. For many people today will provoke the pain of longing, regret or anger. And for many adults and children, this day will be marked by a sense of isolation or separation. Today will be a day of grieving for mothers, carers and children who have died. And today will bring a sense of loss in many different ways. It's a privilege to share in this service with Alexandra and people who carry different stories and experiences. And before and after our first reading, we will hear powerful reflections from two mothers, Charlotte in West Yorkshire and Faith here in Gloucester. And a little later, Pam Rhodes will be speaking to us. As we come before God in this service, May our hearts and minds be open to our God, who loves us as perfect father and perfect mother. Our God, whose love sustains us, forgives us, challenges and affirms us. And may we be sent out from here to share that same love among the people and places of our lives, every day of every week, and in both joy and struggle. I place my hands in yours, Lord. I place my hands in yours, Lord. I place my hands in yours. I place my will in yours, Lord. I place my will. in your 
book of Isaiah, we hear the words of God. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. So, let us come to the Lord, who is full of compassion, and acknowledge our transgressions in penitence and faith. God of mercy, we acknowledge that we are all sinners. We turn from the wrong that we have thought and said and done and are mindful of all that we have failed to do. For the sake of Jesus, who died for us, forgive us for all that is past and help us to live each day in the light of Christ our Lord. Amen. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by God's Spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. My name is the Reverend Charlotte Cheshire, and I am a priest in the Diocese of Leeds. For me, Mothering Sunday is full of complex emotions. I can never forget that my first as a mother was spent in neonatal intensive care, sitting beside my son's incubator, not knowing whether he would live or die. Adam was infected with group B strep meningitis. He was on life support in an induced coma, suffering with near constant seizures, and his swollen body was yellow with jaundice. Even today, a decade later, I can still hear the machines monitoring his every vital sign. And my own body was shattered and broken as a result of childbirth. I was in a wheelchair in agonizing pain, and doctors didn't know if I would ever walk again. Over the next three years, Adam received multiple diagnoses, and he is a very complicated little boy who needs quite a bit of extra help. So to say that motherhood for me hasn't been straightforward would be an understatement. But this past year has added another layer of complexity, because three weeks into the first lockdown, my husband Chris died of cancer, so I'm now a lone parent. But lockdown has also offered me a wholly unexpected gift in the form of online worship. You see, while my congregations are immensely welcoming of Adam, and very occasionally he enjoys singing along with the music group, more often he is overwhelmed by the lights, the sounds, and the people that are involved in going to church. So online worship has meant that I can lead a service freely from the vicarage, which is his safe place, without having to worry about him growing anxious or overwhelmed. He's even taken to asking for both school and church in mummy's computer. And ultimately, despite the many, many challenges that have come my way, I'm confident that even as God mothers me, she has shown me how to mother my son because she knit him together in my womb. And he is fearfully and wonderfully made, exactly as he is. Yay, you have done! A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the Father of mercies and the God of all consolation, who consoles us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to console those who are in any affliction with the consolation with which we ourselves are consoled by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are abundant for us, so also our consolation is abundant through Christ. If we are being afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation. If we are being consoled, it is for your consolation, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we are also suffering. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our consolation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hi, I'm Faith and I'm mum to two children. So, what's it like to have a baby during lockdown? Well, it's hard. It was hard going to appointments and scans by myself because my husband wasn't allowed to go. It was weird. Weird friends and family not seeing me pregnant and they've still not met our daughter and she's now four months old. And it was tiring as our son couldn't go to preschool and nobody was able to help us out. Um, yeah, so it was a weird, hard, difficult time, but also full of joy and beauty. During lockdown, when it was so tedious and dull and monotonous, having her birth to look forward to and count down to was really special. Um, we decided to call her um, her middle name Hope um, because she's brought us a lot of hope and joy and as a reminder that Jesus is hope of the world. Faith-wise, knowing that Jesus really gets it has helped get me through. Knowing that Jesus knows what it's like to be exhausted, to be lonely, to be completely overwhelmed. And I've been reminded of the story when Jesus cooks breakfast for his friends and his disciples. And the fact that Jesus took time to care for them physically and emotionally by cooking for them and being with them has really spoken to me. I don't know about you, but I've certainly cooked a lot over the past year. And knowing that Jesus is the God who wants to care for me and love me and sit down and be with me, it's been something really special and precious.
A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him, Jesus. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your whole soul too. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're just thinking about the last line of that verse from Luke, and a sword shall pierce your soul too. Well, that's probably quite an apt description of the experience of motherhood, mostly times of joy and contentment and fulfilment, but also moments of concern and worry and fear. I'm a mum, I have two children, and I look back on the birth of my first son, Max, and remember as I looked at that beautiful baby boy, that in being born, what he had created in me was a mother, and that was something I longed to be. And I do recall praying that night and making a promise to both Max and to God that whatever life brought in the years ahead, that the one job I was determined to do really well was to be a good mum. Well, life doesn't always go exactly as you imagine it will, does it? And nearly 18 years ago now, I married for a second time to a man with six daughters. So I became a stepmother to those six girls. And if any of you have ever been through that process of trying to merge two slightly battered families into one loving unit, well, it is a path that's fraught with pitfalls. I felt as if I was walking on eggshells in the early days, learning to be patient, to be a good listener, sometimes to keep my mouth shut and say nothing because that was the wisest course of action. But most of all, to approach every single one of the girls in every situation with genuine love. And now, all these years later, as on Mothering Sunday, cards pop through the letterbox, some of them from the girls and some of them calling me mum and speaking of love. Well, I can tell you that that means the world to me because that is a love I had to earn. But that generation, all those girls and Max too, they've all grown up and now they're parents in their own right. So I have a gaggle of grandchildren to enjoy now. And I can tell you that one of the nicest memories I will always hold on to is when you have two small grandchildren fighting over who's going to be allowed to sit on Nanny Pammy's lap. <laughs> oh, that makes being a grandmum so worthwhile. But just going back to where we started, that sword that pierces the soul, Motherhood is not always a happy experience for everyone, for those who long to be mothers, but it never actually happens, for those who become mothers, but the experience contains a lot of pain and challenge, or for those who've never known a love from a mother of their own. Well, God, we ask for your blessing on all of them. Bless them, keep them safe and bring them comfort in their pain. Now, every now and then you meet someone in life who becomes indelible in your memory. And when it comes to mums, the one that will always be in my mind is a lovely lady called Phyllis. Uh, she's an elderly lady, 
terrific personality. I met her on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. I don't know if any of you have ever been on one of those pilgrimage trips, but it's a whistle-stop journey, really, travelling on a coach with about 40 of you. And there are so many places to see with names that you've known all your life from Bible stories, and you want to see them all. And generally, we were a very happy bunch except that there started being quite a bit of grumbling about Phyllis because wherever we went, she was always the last one to get back to the coach. She would always be ambling up in her own time and make us late. And, well, I overheard some of them in the back row who were quite upset about this. And I heard one lady say, well, it wouldn't be so bad, of course, if she was disabled or very elderly. But it's not that. It's it's her own fault, really, that she's slow because she's wearing completely the wrong shoes could sort of see what she meant really because Phyllis was wearing flat flip-flops I think you described them with just a bar of leather across the top and they seemed several sizes too big for her and well as that lady behind me said she was an accident waiting to happen and I'm sorry to say that it did when we were all in Bethlehem Square Phyllis did take a tumble and she was more shaken than hurt But after that, I decided that I would just walk with her and we would go at her speed and I would make sure she got back on the coach on time. And it actually gave me a wonderful opportunity to get to know her a little. And she was telling me that she booked this pilgrimage a whole year earlier. And it was the culmination of a life of faith for her to be able to go to the Holy Land. But most exciting of all was the fact that her son decided that he would like to do the trip with her, to do it with his mother. And so the year passed, and in that year, her son contracted a very severe form of cancer, and so he wasn't well enough to go when the date for the pilgrimage came round. And that meant that the shoes that she was wearing were his shoes, because she wanted him to have the chance to walk in the footsteps of Christ. How loving faithful, how humble, oh, and how it echoed another young mother 2,000 plus years ago, also in Bethlehem, who'd given birth to a son with pride and watched him with all the concern and worry that we mums do as he grew up into a fine young man whom people sought out, who wanted to hear his words of wisdom. And yet she knew that one day she would watch him die. And I felt so ashamed that I had judged the book by the cover when it came to Phyllis, along with everybody else on the coach. And I so nearly missed getting a glimpse of the precious person within, the person that God created and knows and loves unconditionally. And I'm so humbled by the depth of her love for her son and the depth of her love for God's Son, God the Father. And I think, you know, when it comes to knowing the skills and the qualities that any parent needs, they are there as a perfect example in God's relationship with us and us with him. I think if I had to create an image for that, to me it would be this, a cupped hand. Do you remember that quote from Isaiah? I have carved you in the palm of my hand. God created us. He knows us. He loves us unconditionally. And so on this special day when around the world we give thanks for mothers and motherhood, 
I want to thank God for the gift of all those children who have made me a mum and a stepmum and a grandmother. And mostly to be grateful that just like each and every one of them, I too am a child of God. Amen. In response to what we've heard, let us declare our faith in God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
We've been listening to reflections and stories about mothering and love. And now we come to respond to God with our prayers. And I'd like to invite you to do this with three simple actions. Join with me wherever you are, if you would. And after each short prayer, I'll keep a pause and you're invited just in your own setting and in your own heart to add the names of people or situations that are important to you to pray for. And the first action is to hold your hands in a circle in front of you as if you're carrying a large basket. And imagine that in that basket is every gift of love and care you've ever received and every person and setting and community in which you've received it. And this is the love that's touched you at different times, perhaps when you needed it most, has helped to shape and form you to be the person you are today. So this is a basket full of gratitude and we hold it before God in love and we say thank you to all those who've been part of our lives in love and shaped us for good. Mother and father of us all, thank you for every good gift of love and mothering that we have received. Amen. Our second action is to reach out as if reaching out to the world out there. And it's as if we're showing God our world. And in this world, there is a great deal of need at this time. The pandemic, the lockdown, there is struggle. There are places where love has run out. There are places where people are not able to cope anymore. There's poverty, there is hunger, there's even violence and struggle. And we show God that those places and those people and we pray with longing for his mercy and love to touch every situation that is there. Mother and father of us all, draw near in our world to wherever life is struggling, is endangered and where love has run out. Amen. Our final action is to reach up and to look up as if we're looking into the face of the God of love who comes down to us in the presence of Christ and brings his kingdom of love. So we pray to God now for every way in which our lives need strengthening, our hope needs strengthening, and that we live with courage so that we are people who make a difference in a world that longs and needs for mothering and love and to become a world of hope instead of despair. Forward looking and journeying into new things, we reach out for all the life and love that God would renew us with. Mother and father of us all, shape our lives together into communities of your love that this world may become a place of new birth, of healing and human flourishing for all. Amen. God of compassion, 
whose son Jesus Christ, the child of Mary, shared the life of a home in Nazareth and on the cross drew the whole human family to himself. Strengthen us in our daily living, that in joy and in sorrow we may know the power of your presence to bind together and to heal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Before we join together in the prayer Jesus taught us, we hear the song of Anselm based on his prayer hundreds of years ago. It's brought to us by mothers and children in the Diocese of Gloucester. Jesus, like a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. Tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness you nurse us, and with pure milk you feed us. Jesus, by your dying we are born to a new life. By your anguish and labour, we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness, we find comfort in fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. Lord Jesus, in your mercy, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace and forgiveness. The beauty of heaven, May your love prepare us. We join together in the words of the Lord's Prayer using the language and words which are most familiar to you. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In a moment, we will be sent out with a blessing and we'll join together in singing our final hymn, which speaks of God's hope through every hour of every day. After this service, you might want to find a photograph of a mother or carer or child who's on your heart and mind this day. Or you might wish to choose an object which reminds you of a person or an event poignant for you today. You could place that photograph or object in a special place in your home in an act of prayer. And you might like to listen again to the sung prayer at the start of this service. I place my hands in yours as you place yourself, your joy, your struggle, your delight and your pain in the hands of God who loves you with the love of a perfect mother. And so now, a blessing. May God who gave birth to all creation bless you. May God who became incarnate by an earthly mother bless you. May God, who broods as a mother over her children, bless you. May Almighty God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.